There we go. There you are. How you doing, Bernie? Good. How are you doing? Real good. I appreciate you doing this. And I appreciate you sending me the uh, the new album. Well, I, I appreciate your support. Thank you. Which is amazing in that. Yeah, you know, I find you fascinating in, in a lot of ways because, you know, there's some people that are good at guitar. There are some people that are really good at achieving great tone and have great technique and good phrasing and just solid. But not not all the time are those people equally as good at writing songs and producing music and uh you know you seem to be a guy that you know is good at all of it and so that's why i find you so fascinating and enjoy you know following you and what you do well thank you jimmy appreciate that yeah yeah and i notice you know before we jump into things i notice uh you know from following you on social media you know that you've got a new addition to your family that I don't think was there when we first originally talked, or she might have been just born or something. I don't think she was there though. I don't. Well, she's just going to turn two in a couple. Yeah. Of weeks. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I've noticed that she is. You know, she, it comes across on social media like she's just your world. She is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, she's. Uh... One of the greatest things besides my own kids and yeah. you know my marriage and greatest things to happen to me in my life for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I have five kids and four grandkids. Wow. So I I completely understand, you know, where it comes from. So do those relationships help you and inspire you when it comes to the way you write music and uh, approach the guitar? Yeah, I mean, I've written a one one song about my granddaughter. Uh, I've written kid, songs about my kids in the past, um, and of course, my wife. And uh, but I wouldn't say that they're the main focus of my writing. I, I think my writing is more reflective of what's going on around me in, in the world, and yeah, and, and relationships with other people. Um, but they certainly keep me grounded. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I brought that up was because of the title of the CD, you know, More to This Life, and then seeing the new addition in your life, and seeing your interaction and watching that on social media. That's why I, I wondered, you know, if he was thinking, okay, there's more to this life. I mean, look at these precious people that we have, and there's more to it than, you know, what other people think or what people think. Yeah, I think that's, that's certainly part of the title in the song um it's you know it's it, it's kind of encompasses all of it um even being on the road or because i haven't been on the road much in the last couple of years because of the pandemic and then mike is doing the doobie brothers thing so the band is all kind of on on hold until that's done so you know that's kind of another aspect of more to this life it's like there's more to this life than uh being on stage and being noticed and making music. I miss it. Um, and I know it'll be back, but it's, uh, it's made me reflective of the rest of my life and appreciating more that's around me, um, uh, and not getting caught up in, um, feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> that's easy to do, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, I constantly remind myself, you know, you've got it pretty good, you know, keep your shit together. 
Right, right. Well, yeah, you've had a great career. I mean, that's definitely, I mean, you've had, you've had the kind of career that a lot of people, you know, dream about having, you know? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of people, I mean, I, I've, I've held Mike's position for over 30 years. That's, that's not, that's kind of a rarity, you know, yeah. so I'm grateful for that. Believe me. Right. Right. Well, you know, I don't know, uh, Mike personally, I've, I've never met him, but I know people that are, that are friends with him and stuff like that. And I've always heard great things about him. I've always heard he was a really wonderful person. So yeah, yeah. Well, he would have to be in order to keep you know, musicians on that long, because like you say, you know, some people go through them like, you know, bags of chips. He's, um, he, he's, he's one of the most loyal guys I know. He's, he's, he downplays his celebrity, his, even his musicianship, he downplays as incredible as he is. Um, and I think also he just, um, you know, the people, when he finds somebody that works, he doesn't mess with it. He just, you know, that's one of the reasons I got the gig is I auditioned against some big players in Los Angeles and he liked me because my, my affection for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we hit it off because he, he's a dog person and he just liked that about me and just felt comfortable. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, there's a few couple of us, Pat Coyle, the keyboard player. He's been there quite a while too. And yeah. it's, you know, it, you got to be good and hold your position for sure. But he's, uh, he's all about family and, and friendship and treating people, even the crew. He, I shouldn't say even the crew, because the crew is unbelievably important to the whole operation, but he's equally as respectful to them as any band member. And that comes, and that goes with accommodations on the road, where we stay in hotels. It's all the same. It's all equal. And I know a lot of groups, a lot of organizations that don't do that. Right. You know, it costs him more money to do that. Um, yeah. So that says a lot about his character. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and people, I find, you know, talking to a, a lot of what I would consider high profile entertainers, a lot of people are would rather work with you know, people that they enjoy and that they get along with and that they, you know, respect and rather than have the greatest talent in the world in the, you know, in their band. Good point. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. Mike. That's Mike. Yeah. Yeah. See that, that, that's really, that's really cool. And so one of the, the, the things uh, I'm going to admit to you, I am not a fan of the Beatles. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to admit to you that I, I'm not a Beatles guy. I have their entire collection of mm -hmm. albums purely for, I hate to say, you know, the wrong reasons, but I've never been a Beatles fan. I know you're a huge Beatles fan. I am. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder because when, when I wonder if it's their influence that has helped mold you as a songwriter. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like they molded me, my personality as well growing up as a, as a kid when I started listening to them. I mean, when I saw them, you know, this this kind of cliche, but uh, people my age, when we saw them on Ed Sullivan, yeah, like that day, but kind of went, oh, that's what I want to do. You know, I just, I just love their, 
their camaraderie among the four of them. Um, they were such a tight unit um, as a band and songwriters and singers. Um, and, you know, production wise, their records uh, to this day, to me, are revolutionary. Uh, mm -hmm. George Martin was uh, so important to their sound mm -hmm. in, in developing the, the records they made. I mean, when I listen to their records to this day, they're they're engineered so expertly and so um and especially now with giles martin going back and remastering and uh reshaping the, the sonic it's the same mixes but just sounding better uh it they, they really hold up as far yeah. as i'm concerned um i don't love everything they did um there's stuff that i completely worship there's some stuff that i can skip over um yeah. But I wouldn't want my uh, true Beatle fans or uh, fellow fans to uh, hear me say that. But you know, like I, Revolution Number Nine, I will definitely skip over. You know, there's there's All just right. there's just songs I won't listen to. But uh, yeah, a good ninety five percent of it, I, I list. I still love. Yeah, I yeah. Do. You know, you know, I can I can admire the talent you know, because I know that they were very talented musicians and songwriters and I could admire, you know, what they did, you know, kind of breaking through and being the first and, you know, their yeah. achievements and stuff like that. I, I, I admire all of that. I don't know what it was. I don't know. The, the, it's just, it just wasn't really, you know, kind of my thing, but I think part of it is, is because you were there when they went on Ed Sullivan. I, I don't know what year that was, but I'm guessing that I, I was probably either not born or in diapers. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little older than you. I mean, I uh, I was about eight years old when they hit, um, and I that was '64, I believe. Yeah, uh, that was the year I was born. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's probably part of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm a child of the '60s and. Um, uh, you know, I, I went through all of that. I I, I marched in in uh, high school protests against the the Vietnam War. I mean, it was like a that was an era. I think an important era. Um, and a lot of a lot of bands that I still worship to this day, Crosby, Stills and Nash, and you know Buffalo Springfield, The Birds. I mean, that stuff I was just so into, and I still love it. Yeah, the whole Laurel Canyon. All of that, yeah, movement, yeah, was was. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff that came out of it, and you can hear those influences. Though, I mean, that's what I was kind of getting at. You can hear those influences in your music. You know, you that's that's good to hear because I'm very influenced by it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and from and coming from a guy that that stuff wasn't my stuff. It wasn't the stuff. I don't own a Crosby, Stills and Nash, you know, album. I, you know, I've never seen any of those guys. I, I saw David Gilmore once and he had Graham Nash and yeah. David Crosby singing background for him, but, uh, you know, but you can, but you can hear those influences. And I always find that really cool, you know, when, when you can hear th that in, in a musician and in a writer and stuff like that, because sometimes you can't always pick, you know, where this is really coming from, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. But it's really obvious with you. The other thing too, that I love uh, about, about you, Bernie is your guitar tone. <laughs> Thank you. You, you always have a, a really nice, you know, I put you in the category tone wise with 
you know, John Harrington and, you know, Alan Hines and guys like that. You just got a really nice. And so, so uh, what is it that you do in order to keep that, do you, you know, keep that tone consistent? Cause I know like recently you started using the Saldano SLO pedal in that. Yeah. In- I, um, I, I'm still, my, still my number one uh, pedal is I'm looking down at it now, but uh, is the Bogner uh, Lagrange. Um, really? That's the one that really, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing when I go to get tone. I just know when I hear it, I like it. Um, right. I mean, I've gone through so many pedals that, that I like, but, but then there's, I always look for the pedal that will get me through everything. Um, that that's, that, that it's the most uh, friendly to like in Mike's band, for instance, um, you know, there's a certain sound that works with him. Um, when I'm doing my own stuff, I probably go with a little different. Um, I've been using, honestly, for recording, um, I've been using a, a, a model amp, uh, like a virtual amp, uh, yeah. an angle. Is that how you pronounce it? A-E-N-G-L. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that plugin. It's just, and that's a rock amp. Um, right. But I just love it. It just sings. It's so melodic. The harmonics are perfect. Um, I use that more, than, uh, probably more than anything on this album. Uh, that's most of the the, the lead tone. Yeah. Um, and a little bit, and I've been using also a brown, ampl- brown amplification uh, protein pedal, which is one of the best, most natural sounds uh, that I hear. But I don't know. I'm not really sure what to tell you. I just, I just... I mess with it until it sounds right. But but that Bogner is the most consistent for everything. If I'm just bringing a couple pedals, like if we're flying, that's the one I bring. Yeah. Um, I love the Saldano. I've always been, a, I'm a friend of Mike Saldano's and I've always loved his amps. And I think that pedal pretty much captures his amp tune. You know, the yeah. SLO 100s, whatever they are. Um, yeah. I love that one too. It's a, it's a little dark for me sometimes, um, but uh, I love it still. Anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's a great pedal in that I, I recently, I don't know, within the last six, seven months, you know, got it myself in that. Yeah. Do you do you find yourself, I mean, uh, experimenting with your sound, you know, uh, trying different things and, you know, and just engulfing yourself in gear and stuff or, you know, after so long, you know, after being so consistent and, and that for, for as long as you have, do you just, you know, I got my thing and I just keep it that way. Um, kind of a mix of both. I mean, I, I, you know, it, you know, after years and years and years of experimenting, I've, I've always experimented. Um, I've kind of come to a place where I, I like my tone. Um, like I said, the Saldano, uh, that's something new for me, um, that pedal. I'm always interested in new stuff uh, yeah. and trying stuff. But if it's not as, it's not working like I have that's already working, I, I won't mess with it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to experimenting. I, I love new sounds. I love new amps. Anything that sounds good, I, I'm down down with it to try it for sure. Right. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm that way too. I, I can sit in a room and pull 40 overdrive pedals and spend three or four days just <laughs> well, out. You're, you're more patient than I am because I I, I kind of go, I, I tend to be a little lazy and kind of go, 
well, I know this works, so I'm just going to use this. And, you know, and in the in the heat of the moment, um, uh, my son's trying to call me with my granddaughter. Um, <laughs> I, um, in the heat of the moment when I'm writing and I'm recording, I, I, I want to grab something that I know that's going to work. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I, I guess I'm more of a, I've always considered myself more of a songwriter than a guitar player. Um, right. I play guitar, of course, but um, I'm always, it's always more about the song and the recording. Um, so yeah, I'm going to grab what's easiest. Yeah. You know? I had a friend. Well, I have a friend. Uh, he was from St. Louis, which I guess is where you and Michael were at one point in time, if, if, if he's correct, but uh, he was a huge fanatic. He was a Bernie fanatic. And at that time, I didn't know who Bernie was really, you know, I knew Michael McDonald, but I, you know, I, you know, you know, there's been times, I don't know who's in people's bands, you know, or anything like that. And he was a huge fan of yours. And I remember him turning me on to your stuff years ago. And, uh, and, and that's what, you know, led me down the rabbit hole because I I think stuff like this, you know, deserves far more traction, you know, than it gets on its own, you know, that you're, that, you know, that you, that you get, I think that you deserve far more. People don't talk enough about Bernie Charvelli, you know, to me as a guitar player and as a songwriter. It's very nice of you. Yeah, well, I mean, I really, I really, really feel that way. And so when you were making this album right here, Annette, what were you wanting listeners to, to, to feel or to know or to grasp? Uh, well, you know, a lot of this record was written, again, during the pandemic and lockdown. So, you know, it was that was a traumatic period for all of us. Um, you know, there was so much uncertainty in the air. Um, you know, I I wasn't on the road. I didn't really know what I was going to do as far as work. Um, I mean, I do do a fair amount of session work from home. So I was still able to do that and I still do it. But um, I just kind of uh, immersed myself in songwriting. And I think the emotions that I was feeling because of the change in our lives because of, uh, I mean, for a while there, let's face it, there was an uncertainty whether there was going to be live music for a while. I mean, yeah. at all. I mean, it, it, I mean, the concert business took a huge dive. So we were all going as, as sidemen. We're going, Jesus, are we, how long is this going to go? You know? And um, so what I did is I've always done it. I've always, when I get uh, emotionally weirded out, I go into songwriting. So whatever I'm feeling at the time is going to creep into my lyrics and the way I write. Uh, so many times though, when I sit down to write, I don't know what I'm going to write about. I just mess around with the keyboard or a guitar until I like something. And then the melody kind of comes at me and words sort of kind of come from, for the most part, just kind of come from the whatever. I don't know where they come from. Um, <laughs> so I grab them and I try to make sense of them. So I don't know if I really set out to do any special or certain theme about this album, but I recorded probably 50 or 60 songs in the last couple of years. And they started to feel like an album. So I grabbed the, the 14, 15 songs and I kind of went, okay, these all kind of fit together. Um, and it's, you know, if I can grab it right now, but 
you know, there's there's a song about an old friend of mine that was a bandmate. Um, I was thinking about him a lot because he was going through some health problems. Um, songs about uh, this one song, Who We Long To Be. Uh, it was more about uh, looking at where we were as a society. And is this how we want to, is this what we want to show our kids? Is this what we want to be? Uh, shouldn't we be an example? Um, a lot of it, some of the lyrics are just about almost being unable to kind of take any more of this stuff and kind of showing my frustration. There's a certain amount of frustration in these lyrics um, yeah. and hope for a better world. Um, and then there's songs, simple songs about my granddaughter. And there's this song about dancing in the moonlight. You know, it's like, uh, so, you know, it, it's just kind of a per, more of a personal album for me. Um, it, it's all stuff that I've been going through. And so in that sense, I guess that's what the album's about. Um, yeah. um, luckily, you know, I, I'm pretty good at, 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 at projects at putting stuff together and, and um, as a producer and as a writer, um, I kind of pride myself because I've been doing that all my life and I'm finally getting good at it. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the older I get, you know, it's like I'm getting better at it. So I might as well keep doing it until I sound stupid or something. I don't know. Yeah. Now, yeah. well, it, it's, you know, it's a great album. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to keep going back to it, but I've got you on my playlist. I listen to my music through Spotify. You know, it isn't just this album that's good, but you can go back through and, you can really go through your discography and there's a lot of great music in there. Oh, thanks. And thanks. so, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, w when it comes to, uh, you know, being, being a sideman for a national act and then going out and doing your own thing, you know, how difficult is that transition? How difficult is it? I mean, I know it's probably not difficult for you to go into your studio and, and to write in that, but I'm just saying, because, you know, when you're the guitar player for somebody, because I've been the guitar player for somebody in that, you know, that whole show and that whole gig is about that person. And you're just there to make whatever it is they're doing the best that it could possibly be. And most of the time, people are always focused on that person. They're not focused on, you know, the piano player or the drummer or anything like that. And so when you go and you step aside from that and you start creating your own music, which you've been doing for a really long time, how, how difficult is that? I mean, how do people perceive, you know, your music in, you know, and how, how difficult is it to kind of cut through the noise of, everything that's going on so that people know that it's there and they're paying attention to it and well so forth. um it's I, yeah, it's not really difficult i mean i um you know growing up in in in, the, in northern california and being in bands i was always kind of the leader of the band um i was always kind of driven i mean i was always the one who went come on we got to rehearse 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 work up these songs for so for so long and then when I was around 34 years old is when I got the gig with Mike. So it was really the first time that I was a side man. Like yeah. I, I was kind of the front man in a way. Um, I was always the lead singer and kind of the leader of the band. But when I joined Mike's, I was a side man. So, and that back then, it was a bit of a transition for me, but the musicians were so good. And 
let's be honest, you know, I was in a band and we, we were kind of struggling. So I got my first real gig uh, with Mike. So I was super ecstatic about that, about that change in my life. And the musicians I were playing with were so good. And Mike was so, is so good and was so giving and always so respectful of all of us. Like to this day, he still introduces the band and tells everybody when he introduces each member, uh, he always says uh, an artist in their own right. And he always promotes our records. He always tells them where we can get get our each of indiv individual uh, players' records. So he's very supportive. So we're all spotlighted in yeah. just about every show, unless he forgets, which sometimes he does. That's just yeah. that's Mike. But uh, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, he is so supportive. Um, yeah. I never feel slighted or like I'm not getting enough of the attention because I'm just grateful to be there and be working and playing in front of these tremendous crowds and playing with the, I feel are the, some of the best musicians in the industry. I mean, yeah. the Mike's most recent band, you know, we had Tommy Sims, we have Jacob Lowry, Dan Needham, you know, Mark Douthat, amazing sax player, Pat Coyle. I mean, just great, great bands, uh, great, great band members, I should say. So I look forward to it. I, it, I don't, it, it's really not a difficult transition for me at all. Um, and as a matter of fact, it helps me in my own uh, solo career because people associate with me, with Michael, right. so they pay attention to me and they go, oh, he he sings, he sings too. He writes yeah. songs. And, and I've also been unbelievably fortunate to write a bunch with Mike. Um, I've had probably close to a dozen songs, uh, I think, the last time I checked on various records throughout his career. So that's been a great boost for me. So. Uh, I I just consider it a, a blessing. I really do. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, uh, some people some people play guitar and some people play music, right? Some people play guitar in a song and some people play guitar for the song. In that, uh, how important is it for? Because you know when you're when you're developing yourself as a guitar player, as a musician, as a songwriter, and so forth. Well, let's just say guitar player. When you're developing yourself, I mean, you're kind of focused on you, and you're kind of, you know, developing your own self and stuff like that. And when you play in songs, I find myself I I have done this a million times where, you know, you just play whatever you feel and whatever comes out and this and that, and you're not thinking about what you're doing complimenting the song you you come across as a musician as a guitar player that plays for the song you know and is more of a person that plays music than a guitar how important is that for for developing guitar players and musicians to understand uh incredibly important i mean um when when i'm in that genre of of of, of my own songs or mike song i'm always trying to find the the thing that complements the song absolutely um on the other side of the coin um uh, i love going to um people trying to call me here i'm declining um <laughs> we're almost <yeah>. done <laughs> um uh i love i love a jam i mean yeah. I, I love getting together with friends and just all in out blowing the song out and just jamming and playing whatever comes to my mind, like blues. I mean, I, I love that. Uh, yeah. I get to do that often enough. 
but I love that. But when it comes to recording and or playing with Mike, yeah, it's it's very important to and in Mike's band, I'm the only guitar player. So unless he plays guitar sometimes, um, yeah. but I'm generally the only guitar player. And um, so it is it's really important for me to find the right parts that go. And Mike is very good about letting me come up with my own parts. I mean, I'm I try to be true to what was on the records, whether it was Lukather or Robin Ford or uh, whoever he's Warren Haynes, whoever he's had on the uh, are they people want me right now. Um, you know, whoever played on the track, I try to take what they did that's important, like keep forgetting, for instance, that right. uh, rhythmic line that Steve Lukather came up with. That's got to be there. Yeah. You know? But Mike lets me make it my own or if I want to try something different. He's very all about, you know, different arrangements for live, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, and answer your question, I find it very important to uh, consider the song, especially when it's another artist. Right, right. Now, the album comes out, if I'm correct, tomorrow. Comes out tomorrow, yes. It comes out tomorrow. People can get it everywhere. Like um, yeah, it'll be, I mean, it's mainly going to, I'm selling the CDs on my website through my equine store um, and they're all signed. Um, and then on next Friday, it'll all come out on Spotify, iTunes, uh, you know, Amazon, all of that. But I wanted to give the CD a fair shot before I put it on streaming. Cause you know, let's face it these days, most people are listening on their phones or uh, mm -hmm. on their computers, which I do the same, but I still like to buy, uh, you know, artist CDs when I can. Um, yeah or vinyl. I don't listen to too much vinyl, but mainly CDs. But uh, it helps me if I can sell a certain amount of CDs, it pays for the project. I don't right. care about making money necessarily on my CDs. It's nice when I do, but uh, I like the, the art form and I like to just get my music out there. That's most important to me. So when will you be uh, uh, out on the road with Mike? Will it be in 2024? Yeah, uh, it, it, that's that's what it's looking like. I mean, their doobies are now in Japan, and um, I think they're doing another tour of the states in the summer. That's going to take them well into late fall, and then I believe it's done. Um, yeah. I, I talked to Mike recently, and he said they're pretty much uh, uh, done with fulfilling their 50th anniversary tour. It's been very successful for them, so I I don't blame them for milking it every for every bit they've got. <laughs> Right, right. Um, and there, and it's been very successful. Um, uh, it's a great show. I went and saw it uh, whenever they were here in Nashville last. Um, yeah, it's a great show. And um, but yeah, we're looking forward to getting back out there and and doing it. It'll be interesting to see what what Mike's band's going to be. I mean, um, you know, it's been a few years now, so hopefully everybody's going to be available still. When, yeah, when he goes to put his solo band back together, uh, yeah. I I know I'll be there. We'll see. So we'll see. Right, right, right. Well, Bernie, I I've listened to the album. I really like it a lot. I do. And I like everything you do. It's just, it's just so. Uh, I don't know. It's so professional. Hmm. You know, it, it is. It's just so professional. And before 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 we jump off of here, because I know you got to get to your granddaughter, and I don't want to keep you for that. In that, I wanted to let you know that I was uh, with Steve Scorfina not that long ago. Oh, Steve, yeah, 
And Steve was talking about reaching out to you to have you produce his next album. So oh, I dude. thought I'd put that bug in your ear. I'm actually going to see Steve Saturday and I'm going to let him know I talked to you and I'm going to tell him that he has to call you. Yeah, please do. Cause I, I Steve is a great guy, great musician. Uh, and I know him and Mike go back a long ways. So yeah, I'd love, I'd be honored. I'm honored that he would even think of me to do that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, he said he'd been thinking about it for a while and that because he asked me what what I thought, you know, and I was like, man, that would be that would be perfect because Bernie's so good, you know, at what he does. So uh that's nice. Thank you for telling me that. I wish you all the best with the CD. I hope that you can get out there and play soon. I'll be in Nashville in June and uh I might reach out to you and maybe see if you come sit in. Yeah, yeah, let's do that, or uh, let's at least get together and have some coffee or something, whatever. I'd love to do that. I'd love to meet you in person. Never have. So, but uh, anyway, congratulations on the album. I wish you all the best and uh, congratulations on the new granddaughter and everything that's going on there. And, and hey, congrats to you too on your show. I mean, yeah. I, it's, I really appreciate your, your energy and your commitment to spotlighting people like me and, you know, players and keeping the art form alive. I really appreciate that. So congrats yeah. to you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I've lost a lot of friends and fan base along the way because I've had some people on my show that, you know, in the world are very controversial, but, you know, to me, they're just great guitar players. So, you know, <laughs> the music, the music should bring us together, you know, you would think, you know, throw that crap out of the way and let's just play and appreciate yeah. the art you know you would think so anyway i'm gonna let you go thank you so much i want everybody to go out and make sure that they get uh, more to this life by bernie charvelli it's a great album and is it bernie yes it is there it we is. go thanks bernie thanks jimmy you, you take, take care, care. uh bye-bye